0: we
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Mix Witches podcast. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, we'll be halfway through March. Like, it'll be. March? May? Oh my god. <laughs> don't slingshot me back that far.
2: <laughs> I was literally,
1: like, singing with my mouth open, like. <laughs> <laughs> just. just <gasps> <laughs> Anyways. I don't, like. Every time we do this, like mass recording, because it, it last month we did this, we recorded at the very beginning of the month, and we're doing it again. It's the second, the second of May when we're recording all these episodes. But it just makes it, it like the weeks just go by so quick. I know.
2: I know.
1: And I know when I go to re- like when I go to edit this episode, I'm gonna be like, wait, wait, wait. It's what fucking week again? <laughs> wild, y'all, wild
2: Why is this year going by, like, hella fast?
1: I don't know, we're not even out of the woods for COVID yet Like, we still can't really do anything
2: I know, so I don't understand why it's, like, zooming by We're not doing anything
1: I know, it's like somebody pressed fast forward on a fucking VHS player I'm so confused
2: <laughs> I'm sure for some of y'all it's going by at, like, a snail's pace
1: Oh uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. but what are you gonna do? I wish it would
2: slow down a little bit. I oh, bad.
1: You know, the only reason I don't is because I hate school. So the fast weeks mean schools go the school goes by fast, but it means everything else does too. <laughs> Yeah, fair. So, what what, what are you uh, giving us today?
2: Well, when this comes out, it will be officially Gemini season. Oh. So, all y'all Geminis, it's your time.
1: <laughs> it's your time to shine.
2: Gemini is the sign of the twins. And Gemini goes from May 21st to June 28th. So actually, let me reiterate, it is the day before Gemini season. Close enough. <laughs> oh, whatever. Y'all can wait a day. You know what? I don't know how the sun is going right now. It could
1: be Gemini season on the 20th. I didn't
2: look. <laughs> so Gemini is positive polarity, and it is the mutable air sign, and ruled by Mercury. Gemini rules third house, and also rules arms, hands, and lungs. Gemini's mantra is, I think. And Gemini, unsurprisingly, is both masculine and feminine energy. Because it's the twins. Although I generally think it's considered masculine energy. Because it's an air sign. So, it is represented by the tarot cards, the lovers... The Eight of Swords, the Nine of Swords, and the Ten of Swords. And it is the final phase of spring in the Northern Hemisphere. So you guys usher us into summer. I like summer. (laughs) So some descriptors for Gemini. Inventive, resourceful, mischievous, intelligent, and unreliable. As I've said before, you guys are the butterfly sign of the Zodiac. Y'all, like, want to touch all the flowers, which could be considered a bit unreliable or flaky. Y'all are that. Y'all have lots of thoughts, and you can't focus on any of them. (laughs) Fair enough. Gemini is the domicile of Mercury, and it is the detriment of Jupiter. So... Sorry if you have Jupiter in Gemini. It's not happy to be there.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's
2: 100%. It's like, no, no.
1: 100% against.
2: So the first deacon of Gemini from degree 0 to 9 is ruled by Jupiter, which means you are a more analytical Gemini. You are definitely like the Gemini that's, you know, a hacker and taken away on the computer. <laughs> the second deacon of Gemini is ruled by Mars is degree 10 through 19 which means you are more socially impulsive and confrontational Gemini. You're social. You like to ruffles everybody's feathers. You're the Gemini like. Sorry. But not sorry. <laughs> As a Taurus I don't love y'all. But I kind of do. And seeing these deacons makes me realize which ones I don't like, <laughs> or what what parts of science I do like. That's okay. You may not like me. That's fine. Yeah. But y'all are the Gemini's that are like y'all want to argue with people. Oh. Y'all Y'all debate for the wrong reasons.
1: <laughs> y'all debate for the virtue of argument. <laughs> yeah.
2: And the third deacon of Gemini is ruled by the sun. So degrees 20 through 29 is the more playful and sociable Gemini. Y'all are the fun Geminis. Y'all are the Geminis everybody else likes. So. Geminis are known to be like the smarticle sign because y'all are ruled by Mercury. Mercury is the planet of communication. So I kind of think. It's funny. I saw a thing like somebody did on Instagram, which is very much this. And I haven't done this for any other sign because I just saw it. But it's like Gemini is like the most air sign. Like Aquarius is a bit more like an Earth air sign. It's like some of them have different traits. If anybody's, Gemini is the air sign. When you think air, it's Gemini. That's why y'all have Mercury. In Greek, he is Hermes. He has the wings on his samples. I don't, hello, it writes itself. (laughs) <laughs> y'all are the little butterflies Y'all are witty and you like to Chit chat and like have fun with people So For those of y'all uh, Sailor Mercury is a Virgo Not a Gemini So sorry y'all don't have her But if you watch My Hero Academia Hagakure and Ojiro are both
1: Gemini Yo but how are people Shipping them together that's a lot of Gemini in one household I know Cause nobody else can scan them No I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I You know but they're kind of like Mirrors over each other too though Well not mirrors foils I mean not besides foils. them being Besides them
2: being Gemini's I mean I mostly ship them because Who else are you supposed to
1: ship them with <laughs> I just think they, but, they're good friends Yeah, yeah. Anyway.
2: (laughs) Also, Angelina Jolie and Marilyn Monroe, two of the most important people in my life, are both Gemini's. I love y'all. But, like, I don't love (laughs) y'all. I'm not sure what to do with this, but a lot of my favorite celebrities are Gemini's. Doja Cat is also a Gemini. I have somebody, like, their name, like, their, their face is in my head, but I can't think of who it is. It, it's a male, because I'm like, I know I know a dude, Gemini. Yeah, I can't think of him. Y'all will know. <laughs> but, yeah. Angelina Jolie, it's funny, because it's what makes me think of it. Angelina Jolie is the Gemini guy. Because she definitely seems like the fun
1: guy. Right.
2: <laughs> she definitely feels like she's her son is in the third deacon of Gemini. And Marilyn definitely seems like she was in the first deep end of having him, Jupiter. She was a lot more smart and analytical than people give her credit for. But that is a different conversation. That is a feminist conversation. We're not having that.
0: Stay. <laughs> but
2: it's funny that y'all also rule the lovers because there are two people on the card. It's also the lovers, two people, because y'all are the twins. I know y'all are known to be two-faced. Um, I'm sorry. That's just people being rude.
1: Yeah.
2: Just because you are the dual sign, and one of the one of the only signs that has that's represented by people, of the three signs that are represented by people, doesn't mean you're. I don't. I don't see. They all have a bad reputation. Sort of like, well, Scorpios have a bad reputation, but like there's certain signs that have bad reputations, and it's just like why you're one of them but I don't I don't see I know people imagine like the theater masks like the happy and the sad I know that's what people think when they think Gemini but that's not fair also one of my favorite drag queens named Raja Raja Gemini isn't Gemini that's why she said her last name is Gemini they let's use them I can't think of anybody
0: else
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I can't think of anybody else and I'm kind of sad that Sailor Mercury is a Virgo and not a Gemini, because then that means I have less people to tell you about. That's fine. That's what happens when you're ruled by two planets. you got to pick one. I suppose, since so she picked a Virgo. The creator was like, listen, I don't know about y'all Geminis.
1: Listen, I don't know about all that.
2: Literally, literally she was like, listen, I don't care about y'all Geminis. That's all I have.
1: Short topic
2: Not much It's I, Gemini
1: Yeah I mean this, the the seasons usually are pretty short topics
2: It's mostly because everything can be googled uh, What do you want me to say? <laughs> right It also doesn't help You know what it doesn't help? That Gemini is uh, represented by people I mean it would be interesting to talk about the animal But y'all don't have one Right <laughs> Y'all don't have one
1: Y'all got the twins.
2: Well, I'm sure you have one. Air signs are usually represented by birds. So I'm sure there is one. But I didn't look
1: it up. Sorry. <laughs> one of my co-workers is a Gemini. Or is his wife a Gemini? His wife's a G- Gemini. <laughs> yeah, you get it. And we were talking about that. And, um... I don't remember, they were mixing it all up Oh, he's a Pisces, that's why She's a Gemini, he's a Pisces And My other co-worker And him I don't know how we got onto the subject But we were talking about um, How it's like the duality Because yeah. We were talking about the two fish with Pisces And then the twins with Gemini And I was like, well, I mean, you can have multiple signs about duality. That's a thing. But the Gemini is the twins, and Pisces is the fish. That's pretty much the basis of it. I don't know, guys. I don't know what else to tell you.
2: The more I talk, like, the more I learn and learn about, like, Venus and other planets, the more, like, stuff like that doesn't, like... I'm not, I stop being the kind of person being like, oh, because yes it, yes, it can be important to a relationship because I do look at it, but I also know it's like, yeah, but those aren't the relationship planets. Where right. It matters where your Venus is and where it is and this and that, and if it syncs up with theirs, like, that's okay. They're allowed to be a Gemini and a Pisces because their Venuses could sync up and their Marses could sync up.
1: Right.
2: But it becomes a problem when those are not, those are not friends. Then I'm, then I'm concerned about your relationship. (laughs) And in your fifth houses, then I'm concerned. Then I'm like, okay, all all right, all right. But generally, I wouldn't think of putting an air sign on water sign. But any relationship can work, because mostly, you know what's important? Your intention. And I swear, we're gonna make like a t-shirt and put that on there. (laughs) If you want to make the relationship good, the relationship will be good.
1: Right. That's really all it takes. Gemini
2: Gemini is the, you know what I will say? Gemini is the social sign. I think you could make it work with a Gemini. As someone who may not love Geminis, that's how air signs are. Maybe not Aquarius so much. I don't know about y'all. But Geminis and Libras, y'all are chill. I think it can work. You could work. <laughs> Y'all are the friendly signs. (laughs) Y'all want to be friends with everybody. Especially Libra. We not even... We did Libra.
1: (laughs) That's not what this is
2: about. (laughs) Although Libra has the scales, you could consider that dual. That's weird. What's up with you signs? What's up with you double signs? (laughs) Y'all... Y'all... (laughs) It's... Uh, what do you
1: have for us I am going to talk about past lives Since that's been One of my things recently I mean Maybe not Now recently but at the time of this recording Recently <laughs> Right um, Yeah that's what I'm talking about I'm talking about past lives So if I mean you, you believe Are you talking about them in general or are you talking about drill? General and a little bit about my own. I only got the couple to talk about. Right. That I might know of. Anyway, sprinkled in there. Information is sprinkled in there. (laughs) But um, if you believe in reincarnation, you've probably heard about past lives. You may or may not believe in them. I feel like it'd be a little hard to be- believe in reincarnation and not believe in past lives, but that is your own doing I'm not gonna fight you <laughs> we <don't know> you <laughs> But So like a lot of people's thing is uh, what, what were they previously, I guess Or how do you know if you've been reincarnated If you're a new soul, if you're an old soul, so on and so forth so some signs that you've been reincarnated previously uh, is you have re reoccurring dreams, which well I don't know how to put this. So dreams that feel real and that happen the same way every single time. So for me, yeah, right. So I think I've talked about this for. Before but I have Like a deep seated fear Of getting lost because I have a deep seated fear Of getting kidnapped and I've Always had this fear this has always been here Like I would walk down The street at night to my friend's house and Start fucking sprinting Because I was terrified Terrified about being out on My home street Just to get home Point being Stuff like that Like, I would have have this one dream every year, like clockwork. And I haven't had it in a while, and I'm pretty happy that I haven't had it in a while. Thank God. (laughs) But in this dream, I would be walking down the street. um, Because we were moving houses, we were just moving from the house we were at to a house like, the street over. And I'd be walking down the street carrying boxes, and my brother would be behind me, so on and so forth. And I'd go into the house, and I'd drop off the box, and my brother would leave before I left, so I was in the house by myself. And the screen door was closed and locked, because I always followed my dad's instructions, as he would, you know, you walk into the house, you close and lock the door, so on and so forth. So the screen door would be closed and locked. And while I was doing whatever I was doing, a man would come to the screen door and somehow the screen door wouldn't be locked anymore. And I would wake up before he grabbed me, but I knew like I got snatched from my own house. Like what the what the fuck kind of, what, what the fuck? <laughs> Point being is I've had that dream over and over and over again since I was a kid. And I'm always the same age in it I never grow any older It's always the same street Which is not the street I was living on at the time You get, you get the picture <laughs> uh, You have out of place memories You have strong intuition Which if you remember from last episode Your third eye You also have strong intuition Because Knowing about your past lives is connected to your third eye. To see past... You get it. (laughs) Uh, You have deja vu. Often. Which, yes, thanks. I hate it. It's very uncomfortable sometimes. You're empathetic, which again is another sign of your third eye opening... Uh, you have precognition, which is essentially seeing into the future, or retrocognition, which is seeing into the past, aka hindsight is 2020. Uh, you feel older than your age reflects, so if that's you, you might have been told as a kid that you have an old soul, which is funny because you know a lot of those people don't really believe in reincarnation. <laughs> Well right. You know sayings are sayings, but it's interesting because my family doesn't particularly believe in reincarnation, but I heard that all the time as a kid. It's uh, also a sign of trauma. That too. <laughs> uh, you have a great affinity for certain cultures, time periods or environments. You have unexplainable fears and phobias. So I already talked about being the like deep-seated fear of getting kidnapped, which I think is a pretty normal fear. You should be afraid of getting I was kidnapped. I just to say what's considered unexplainable. Like I think unexplainable as in like nothing happened to you to make you have such a hard phobia. So, so like people are scared. That's what of I was sp- thinking. Like people are scared of spiders. But people aren't like deathly afraid of spiders. There's some people who will literally faint at the sight of a spider, and it's like, why? Like, just walk away from it. It's fine. Yeah. Stuff like that. So for me, for me, this surfaced as soon as I started like doing swimming, uh, like doing swimming at school. And I didn't know I had this fear until I got in the pool one day and I realized I was like terrified of drowning For all I feel Like the I, I, would, I was always a really big water kid Like I never had any fear of jumping off the top of houseboats into the lake and stuff like that And then just, it was very weird because this suddenly came up. And suddenly I was terrified of drowning. And it makes me a bad swimmer because I breathe more often when I swim because of this. Like, I start to freak out in the water. But Which is, like, the first thing you don't do. Which is the first thing you don't do. But as I was thinking about it, I kind of realized that it's not as like knew of a fear as i thought it was because when i was a kid like little little like 5 years old, 4 years old before i knew how to swim i would be laying in bed and i would just be terrified and i would not want to go to go to sleep because i was terrified that i would go to sleep and not wake up because the house had flooded oh And I still don't know why. And I still remember waking up, like, breathing heavily multiple nights because I would wake up and think I was floating in the middle of the room because the room had flooded. It's very weird. It's a very weird sensation.
2: You made me think, especially because you talked about kidnapping, which of course is... Could mean you were, you know, could mean a past life thing. But I'm like, you know what, though? It's hard as shit to not, like, I was just thinking, isn't it hard as shit to not have fears as a female? Yeah. We're
1: afraid of everything. Ingrained into our personalities.
2: I'm like, how would I, because I was just thinking, you know what, I've never actually had kidnapping dreams but i'm thinking like if i haven't had any reoccurring dreams yes and it's being chased and i don't mean reoccurring like oh i have i've had a chase dream no like i have them a lot oh Over-
1: I'm like,
2: oh. i was like did somebody chase me
1: not a fucking fan <laughs> Just, oh my god i had one recently oh, like, oh. <laughs> i had a chase dream like, recently can, you know what i mean like I'll say
2: reoccurring isn't... I'm not sitting here being like, oh my god, this must be a past life thing. But I will say, if I have a nightmare, that is what it will be. Chasing? Right. Like, it will not... Like, I've had maybe a couple other different types of things, but if I have a nightmare, it it will turn into that. Without a doubt.
1: Yeah, I think for the reoccurring dream one, it means, like, the dream happens the same way every time over... And over, and it might not, because mine doesn't usually, isn't usually a nightmare until the very end. You know?
2: I don't remember if anything happens before.
1: It's just the chase. All I remember is that. I had a nightmare recently where I was, I don't remember why I was in the abandoned building, but I was like in an abandoned hospital type building area. And I was with a bunch of other people, and I got separated somehow because we were, I think we were running away from something. But it wasn't, like, we hadn't seen it yet. We just knew it was in the building, so we were trying to avoid it. But I got separated from them somehow. And I, like, turned down a corner looking for them. And this lumbering fucking corpse-like thing, not, like, zombie-ish like, the person was still alive, but, like, lumbering, corpse-ish. Like, he really wanted to fucking murk me kind of thing. And I stopped, and I went, oh, fuck. And I turned around, and I fucking started running back the other way. But this thing was fast. Like, it darted after me, and I was like, oh, God, I'm going to die here. And it ended up cornering me. And I woke up just as soon as it got, like, it entered the doorway of the room that I got cornered in. Oh my God. I woke up fucking freaking out. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> hate that shit.
2: Well, what made me think of it is cause they're not reoccurring. Isn't like, they're not the same, but right. it made me think that you have like a, a fear of getting lost. And I'm like, you know what though? I do have that fear of, being somewhere where I'm not supposed to be and looking over my shoulder all the time. The only dream I can think of having all the time is chasing dreams. Mm. I was like, hmm, I don't have a fear of being kidnapped, but I definitely have a fear of something. Don't know what it is. Like Don't really want to find out what it is.
1: <laughs> I I feel like I wouldn't But be... I'm like, I'm also female. Right. So like so what all what all part nervous. of it is psychosis and what part of it is not? Uh seriously. But I was talking to my co-worker's wife the other day, and she was like, Oh yeah, I love to get lost when I'm hiking, and I was like, No. Uh-uh. Oh, what? She was like, Yeah, we should just, you know, go to the city, we should get lost, and I said, No, <laughs> I will not. I can't do it. I, I, I literally oh, no. freak out as soon as I realize I'm lost Like I go into straight panic mode I got lost five minutes from base And I went into straight panic mode I was like oh my god where the fuck am I I'm gonna like drive into a ravine because I can't see I don't know what's happening uh. You know what I actually
2: speaking of this isn't a fear episode but now you're making me think if I've ever had this you know what other thing and I will say this has never happened to me getting like being on like a empty road
0: oh which of
2: course is most people most people are afraid of that too but I remember when we were driving up to Washington and I it was a car full of people uh, I swear to God I almost had a panic attack because you couldn't see any other car it was just us and I was like I swear to God I'm gonna get out <laughs> just run you know
1: where <laughs> don't know it's not gonna help but don't, like don't know where don't know how i'm just gonna go uh mm. because and it,
2: and it my because i felt the same way when we were driving up here like three christmases ago and that in your podcast kept playing that one part over and over oh
1: I my god, I was god. Like, <laughs> And it made it so much worse because it was an actual literal horror podcast.
2: Yeah, that's worse.
1: It was like, why did you get stuck? Stop playing. <laughs> and it just wouldn't stop.
2: Like, I, being in a car at night, I always assume something's going to happen. And nothing's ever happened. Ever. Right. And it's, I always assume
1: something's going to. And it's even worse because we were in fields. Like I don't remember what kind of fields were around us, but we were driving through fields and I was like what? When we, when we were driving up through Oregon it was just forest, it was all trees. Oh my
2: gosh. No buildings, no nothing, no other cars. I was like, we could die out here, no one would know.
1: That's the worst part though. <laughs> I uh... Oh I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We're going to give what, ourselves a panic attack. Any...
2: <laughs> in fact, the amount of times I've been in a car in the dark by myself or with somebody else is, is few. Like, it's not happened enough to where I can have a fear. Right. Like,
1: nothing's happened. <laughs> right, that's the problem. Nothing's happened. So why?
2: Right. But literally, getting in that position makes me want to, like, vomit. it. I just know. No.
1: Oh, God. I always, like, whenever I'm driving alone on, like, a deserted highway and it's late, late, I always just have this feeling my car's just going to stop running and I'm going to have to pull off to the side of the road and I'm not going to have service and it just spirals. (laughs) I can't. It just spirals. And then some person's gonna stop, and they're gonna want to help, but then they're not gonna be actually helpful. They're gonna want to fucking merc me. Anyway, <laughs> Anyway, moving if on helps, from
2: those. I am also afraid of drowning. <laughs> yeah. But I've had, I've never had anything. I've never had anything happen. And I've, I've it's my. I think it, that's why I think it's a rational fear, like, I think, duh, everyone's afraid of drowning, but I will say, that is my one thing, well, every time, you know, when people say, like, how do you not want to die, that's always it, I don't want to drown.
1: Ah, God, no.
2: Like, I don't know about everything, I don't want to die, but I don't know about everything else, but I don't want to fucking drown. Honestly. I don't know why that's the number one for me, it's like, mm-mm, mm-mm.
1: uh <laughs> huh uh-uh. uh-uh.
2: I like swimming, but I don't like water. That's always been a thing for me too. (laughs) Like I like swimming, but I'm not, I've never been the type to get in a river
1: or a lake or the ocean or no, I'm not doing all that. Oh my God. There was one time that we were at the lake and we were on our family friend's houseboat and I jumped off the top, which is great. It was fun. I was like, I would say eight. Like my mom didn't want me to do it, but my my dad was like, "I'll give you a dollar if you jump off the top of the the boat, the boathouse." And I said, "Fuck yeah, I'll take the dollar because I was gonna do it anyway." Dollar. I was gonna do it anyway. But my mom's stipulation was that I had to wear my my life vest, and I didn't want to wear my life vest. Anyway, I jumped off the top of the houseboat, and. I dropped pretty far into the water and I was down there just chilling because I slipped out of my life vest. Oh. I I slipped out of my life vest, but I wasn't that far from the top of the water. Like it had stayed on me long enough to keep to pull me back up towards the surface. Anyways, I was chilling and then I saw a bunch of fish and I was like, no, get me out of the water. That fish was so close to my foot. (laughs) and I never it never like you know how you you know fish live in lakes but it doesn't really like actualize until you see a fish that's how it was yeah anyway
2: (laughs) well actually okay I'm saying all this because it's making me think but legitimately the first thing I thought of, I was like wow is that why I'm afraid to have kids that has always been my irrational fear obviously I've never had kids Right. And no, I don't know anyone who's died, but I can remember, at least since, since I was seven, I thought, oh, God, I don't want to do that.
1: Right. <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> like, it makes me panic. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can imagine.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> but, like, I kind of want to, but no, I'm afraid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I think we need to stop talking about phobias Oh god I mean, okay One, one last thing Is it thing. phobia or is it my anxiety? <laughs> Let's play Russian roulette with this Anyway uh, <laughs> Like the The thing is Is that I don't have like a lot of fears Like I'm scared of spiders But it's not a phobia Like I'll see a spider and I'll freak out a little bit But I'll eventually come back to kill the spider And that's, that's, that's because, you know, I've found spiders in my hair before and in my pants. I have reasons. Thanks.
2: I think it's also important to differentiate something you don't like and a fear. Yeah. Because I don't like bugs, but I'm not afraid of bugs.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: I just would rather not with the bugs.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah so you, kind of, you have to differentiate between... Your fears and your phobias. Phobias are something you're like deathly oh, afraid of. You cannot do them 100%, not at all. It's because, like, I, I don't think I could ever scuba dive. I would freak the fuck out. I freak out when there's a mask on my face. But, so. I have so, an irrational
2: fear of death. Yeah. Which I say irrational because it's one of those things, like, sort of like the drowning. It's like, well, obviously people are afraid to die. No. It throws me into a panic attack. Yeah, and I've acknowledged it. Like I've talked to a therapist about it because I'm like, I can't do this. Like I can't. Makes me think, have I died a lot? Ow! Sorry.
1: No, I'm adjusting, and I hit my leg. Um. Like in fact, most of the time, most of the time I've had a panic attack, it's been
2: because I was thinking of you're gonna die one day. And it's like, don't. (laughs) Don't. Uh, one time that I actually got
1: caught because I was having a panic attack in the shower and my dad came to check on me. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, the, happened the, in the, car too. the only the only like thing I can think of right now that well, okay, I have two now that I just thought of. But like irrational, like fears would be like an irrational fear of a duck when you've never come in contact oh, with Jesus. a duck or. The fear of space, like there's very, like there's very little chance you're ever gonna go to space. Those are considered like irrational fears. (laughs) Go on. Go on. Continue on. Going away from phobias and fears and panic attacks because I'm gonna give myself one.
2: (laughs) Actually, you know, oh my god, irrational fear. Well I said that irrational fear of death But that is in my natal chart I have a couple of placements that say that Which makes mm-hmm. me think oh Oh
1: that that's makes sense nice. <laughs> Thanks placements <laughs> <laughs> Alright So So the next thing is um, You could also feel That earth is not your home But cool. don't, Yeah <laughs> I have something to say about that <laughs> Because, uh, that one feels more like starseed behavior to me. Um. Yeah. I don't, I, I
2: don't... it could be, like, iterating that your past life you could have been somewhere else.
1: Yeah. But like... Maybe. Yeah, because that's more... I'm going to get into starseeds in the next episode But that's definitely more starseed Because if you're somebody who's been reincarnated on Earth The entire time Then there's little Very little chance you're going to feel like Earth is not your home Compared to feeling where you are currently is not your home Anyways Anyways If you're interested in past lives, you can start by looking at your current interests such as books, movies, music that you like, or specific cultures, time periods um, that you're drawn to, like as a child. So we all have specific time periods that we love to learn about when we're kids. Mine, I had a stint where I just could not inhale any more about the Egyptians. Like I had to suck up every little piece About the Egyptians that I could And that was the only Culture I really ever did that with Like I'm interested in a lot of other cultures But Egyptian Culture was what I just sucked up Like I would get every book at the library And that was the thing Like my mom would walk in my room She's like another one? Okay this is fine Um, Well it makes me uh, Here's what I'll say
2: I just thought, it also, it does make me think, like, it's important to differentiate being obsessed with Western society and Western society,
0: like, as a Westerner. Like, I Mm -hmm. think it would be interesting if you were from,
2: like, India and you were obsessed with Greece. Right. Or, you know, being a Westerner, being obsessed with Japan. Oh, there's a lot of Japanophiles, but that might be important. Right. There's a little bit of like being obsessed with Victorian culture when you're an American is like that's not actually weird. Yeah, and that's you could not have been in a past like Victorian, but that's not that's not weird.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like, there's so much that we Cause... got from them nowadays.
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm saying being obsessed with the culture that you come from, basically. Right. Is a little bit like. It kind of makes you think of the the uh, connotation of the word obsessed. Right. Like, are you actually obsessed, or did you just learn about a culture that you should? Right. Kind of.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> like we learned about World War II. So if you said, "Oh, I was obsessed with World War II," I'd be like, "Okay."
1: Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like we all were. <laughs> we we've all had a World War II phase. I had no, a seriously. I had a hard Cold War phase though. You did. Oh you did bad. Like, they opened up about the Cold War, and I said, give me everything about it. What made me think
2: of it for myself was, like, I obviously sucked up everything Roman and Greek, but the funny thing is, is I went from that to being obsessed with Italy. So, clearly.
1: <laughs> Italy. Italy.
2: Though, <laughs> so I don't think it matters if it's Rome, what time frame. Clearly That country is something for me. Right. How did I migrate from that country to that country? (laughs) (laughs) All I did was go from ancient Rome to modern Italy.
1: Right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hmm, that's a bit, hmm. Suspicious. You know. If you're, but like, but I say I say Western because it's like if you're Egyptian but you are obsessed with like Norse mythology for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, you might want to look into that. Yeah. There's not really a reason for you to want to know that that you do.
1: But you do. But you do, girl.
2: Maybe you were Norse in a bath, It's, it's worth,
1: worth looking into. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Also, as we've mentioned, look at what fears you have. Oh, God. But I don't want to go into that again. Oh, God. Also, comments from, like, things you said as a child that were very weird. Like, this one's a harder one to explain because kids are weird as is. But there's some specific things that sometimes kids will say that's like, wait, why do you know that? Where'd you learn that from? Yeah. And so I, uh, there was a book that I read or an article or something, whatever. I was reading something about past lives and this woman was putting her daughter to bed and her daughter said, I wasn't a very good mom to you. You're a much better one to me. And obviously that's like, what, (laughs) you know, that, that, that makes the mom go, what the fuck? Hold on.
2: If my kid said that to me, I would
1: throw the kid away. No, I'm kidding, but that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about when you make like comments you might have made as a child. Like there there's um There was another one that I was reading about where the little girl um she had I want to say she was in a car crash or something. She had, she was in a traumatic event and when she woke up, how do we explain this? When she woke up, she knew how to speak a whole other language than she had any business speaking. First off. (laughs) And she asked, like, she needed to go somewhere. I think she asked to go somewhere, and they took her to this place they've never been before. None of them have ever, had ever seen it, and she was able to guide them there. And then she walked them around the area and was like, oh, this is where we had dinner. Oh, this is where my little brother punched me in the face kind of stuff. I don't think she, I don't think she actually said her little brother punched her in the face. But it's that kind of stuff is what I mean.
2: Yeah. My mom just told me a story where she had that.
1: It's fucking wild. And the, the last one that I'm going to talk about is I, this, this one, I want to say the story got pretty big for a while. But it was a case where two little kids had died. Their parents had lost both of them. And years later, or maybe the next year, sometime later, they had two, they had two kids again. But the problem was Is that these little girls Would Play with the exact same toys That the predecessors would Like they migrated Separately to the toys That the other girls did Um They found stuff That the girls had hidden Stuff like that But the one that tipped them off, because, you know, kids are resourceful, you know, they get interested in stuff, they'll go play with whatever toys are around, they can find shit that nobody can find, because kids. But the, the, the thing that tipped the parents off is the fact that the little girls could give details of how the other two died. Like, word for word... Uh, happening for happening like action for action and one little like I think they had woken up from a nightmare or something and she was like I just keep seeing her with blood all over her face and stuff like that and I was like that's fucking wild bro bro no yeah I can't I can't dude I can't Point being, there's a lot of evidence out there that you can look into, S- like pro- not proving. I guess you can always have a skeptic, a skeptical mindset about it, but showing that people are able to access their past life memories. Yeah. So how? Like, here's some ways that you can do this. Some ways to remember. Um, you can go to hypnotherapy, and this is, like, a, obviously a hypnotist slash therapist who can help you do a past life regression. And there are a lot of books on this also. Um, one hypnotherapist that I just recently came across is, uh, his name is Brian Weiss, W-E-I-S-S. And he has a lot of videos of putting people into a hypnotic state and then talking them through their past life. And another one, I know that Sylvia Brown has several books about past lives. Whether she was the one who conducted them, because she's a psychic. Whether she's the one who conducted the past life regressions or was just there to observe them, I don't remember. But books. (laughs)
2: There was one I remember of, like in the thirties or forties, of a actress, and she went to go see Egypt for the first time, and then when she got there, she just started crying, and she could remember places, like she could, she remembered what had happened where, and somebody was murdered here, and she just was like, I've lived here, I don't, and she carried that with the rest of her life. Of course, nobody believed her, but okay. <laughs> she was like, bro. This is my home. (laughs) And it was like she could remember weird stuff in that way, and it was just like, huh. That would be some strange ass shit if you went to a country and you were just like, I've been here.
1: Right. Like, Um,
2: I feel like it's weird in general, but, you know, it's one thing to do it in your country. It's nothing to go to another place. That
1: you have no business (laughs)
2: remembering. And you're just like, oh.
1: This is familiar. What
2: if you sh- you straight up just walk up to a house you used to
1: live in and you're like, but I lived here. You find the spare key that's still there. Dude. Yo. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I remember there was a there was a story in the Sylvia Brown book that I found really interesting, and the guy was going to therapy. For, I don't remember what he was going to therapy for But The therapist decided that they would do a past life regression And what they found out in the past life regression Is that he was a slave to a blacksmith So He would get chained underneath the table Until the blacksmith needed him for something And he had a lot of like Sexual trauma and stuff from that Because, you know, middle ages, you were not treated well. You know, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, right. (laughs) Some some yeah.
2: I could have lived my life like not knowing that.
1: It's wild. Past life regressions are can pull up a lot of shit, man. But like that's completely out of your control though, because like you obviously don't know. Yeah.
2: Maybe I would tell the person, like, if that's the case, don't tell me. Because it's like, you would know a little bit because they wouldn't tell you. Right. But, like, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. So, be like, if you if you did some past life stuff and you saw all that, don't. don't I don't want to know anymore.
1: <laughs> I'm just. Mm.
2: <laughs> like, if you found out I was, like, being beaten by a. An abusive husband or something Even that like maybe
1: I don't want to know You know what I think if I remember correctly It was because they couldn't figure out where His um like his Specific psychosis had come from And When they did that past life regression The therapist went oh It all makes sense Okay so we're Going to work through this
2: Well I guess in that case maybe I want to know
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it would be important to know if it's affecting you in this lifetime, but if it's not affecting you at all, like not negatively affecting you, it might be best not to know because then maybe it will start negatively affecting you.
2: I know. That's all I can think because I couldn't help but be obsessed with, like, what happened.
1: Even
2: though it had happened, but, like, it didn't. Cause
1: it didn't happen today, right? So, like, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Some other things you can do. You can also uh, do past life regressions on your own through meditation or guided meditation. You can also use crystals such as howlite, labradorite, obsidian, opal, and serpentine, as well as incense to help you during your meditations. Uh, You can work with your angels, spirit guides, the universe, deities, whatever, etc, etc, etc. Whatever you call your higher power. Mm -hmm. One of them simply said, finding your life purpose. And I went, I am trying. (laughs) Because knowing your purpose might give you an idea to what you were working through last lifetime, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same as...
2: As I had previously said, your South Node is known as a karma spot for your past lives.
1: Right. So. Again, like
2: my South Node, my South Node has to do with like used to living in chaos. So there's a chance it's like you could have grew up like poor or uh. living in chaos. Like in a tiny, in a way, it shows you what you're bringing in. So you could get an inkling.
1: Hmm. You can pay attention to your dreams, because, you know, sometimes yeah. people, peeps, like to communicate through dreams, which sucks, because you wake up and you hardly remember your dreams. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> you can pull tarot or use another form of divination. You can talk to a psychic. Yeah, that, that works, too. <laughs> you can talk to a psychic. Uh, you can visit old places, and by old places, it's not like where you grew up as a kid, but places kind of that called you or even like historical spots, stuff like that. Old places, places that have history. And then you can also look at old photo albums. So I think when I was looking at this one What it suggested to do was pick, like, a collage of pictures with different faces in them. Like, um, different expressions, not different faces. And then you meditate on each expression and face and wait, like, wait for something to come up. And maybe something will, maybe something won't. I personally do, would not want to do this one because I don't think, for me, it would work, but... Mm-hmm. Nobody asked I've never tried it
2: You know you just made me think of like Being obsessed with certain places I think you should also recognize if you're obsessed with certain things Yeah Like Even if it's like mundane Maybe even like butterflies Or if you were obsessed with like I don't want to say anything dark But I, I assume if you are obsessed with something dark Way before you should have been That's probably important <laughs> But even, like, I don't know. I said I have an irrational fear of death. Maybe you should analyze if you are obsessed with death. Like, why? Hmm. Or, like, stuff like, I don't know. Maybe you always had a thing for, like, basket weaving. But, like, why? Like Why is that that this specific? You know what would make me weird me out if, like, a three-year-old was like, I really want to try basket weaving. I'd be like, where the fuck did you learn? What are you talking about?
1: How do you even know what that is?
2: (laughs) No, literally, like, why do you know what that is? (laughs) Yeah. Or it made me think of, like, because we read, as you said, of being obsessed with places. When you read stuff, if you read something and it, like, gives you a chill, maybe of something that happened to somebody else, good or bad, that might be important. Right. I think it's easy to obsess with the bad because the brain has a negative bias. But, of course, if you were, like, the way somebody died or maybe, like, if you are reading, like, a historical story and it was, like, she went to the, she walked down this road and went to a bookshop and you're like, wait, bro, wait.
1: Hold up, hold up, hold up.
2: Bro, I know that road, bro.
1: That sounds real familiar. Bro, I've been there, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> uh, all good suggestions. Okay. The next thing I'm going to talk about is um, soul ages. So I found this, I wasn't going to include this because I didn't know it existed. But (laughs) while I was doing my research, I found on this site called lonerwolf.com was. Oh, hey, I reference that. Hell yeah. Is uh, different, like, different ages of the soul. Because if you're told you're an old soul, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, how old? How old is old soul? So,
2: Right, like I definitely don't feel like a new soul But I don't think I'm ancient either
1: Right So I have some, some Souls here Some different age groups for souls So the first one is infant souls I'm going to be reading this word for word So like I said, this is from lonerwolf.com If you want to go read it also So infant souls, their primary focus is being alive and their lessons to learn are basic life skills, survival, mortality, and physicality. And their age comparison is zero to four years old. Some key characteristics are raw, untamed, playful, excitable, unsophisticated, tribal, cautious. I don't like that word being included there. Like I, I, I was just reading and it's like, wait, no. How about we take... The word "tribal" out of here. Anyways, cautious. Yeah, that's strange. Childlike, group reliant, and hunter gatherers. Okay, wait. I understand why it's there. I still don't like the use of it, but I
2: don't. I think it should have more context. Yeah. Like just having the word is like, what do you mean?
1: (laughs) What the fuck does that even mean? So. Infant souls are also known as newborn soul. Newborn souls these people are often perceived by others as being ignorant, childish, and innocent to the complexities of life. Possessing a very simplistic understanding of life and a gener- genuinely guileless approach to the world, newborn souls find it hard to adapt to civilized society. instead they prefer familiar clans, tribes, and groups of people in wild, untamed environments. If the this- <laughs> what <laughs> okay. Do more research, that's all I got for you. Because I kind of understand it, but I don't want to try to put it in my own words.
2: All right, like I'm like, I, I kind of understand the point, but like, hmm.
1: Hmm. So the next one is a Baby Souls, and their primary focus is belonging with lessons to be learned being social structure, rules, roles, and human relations. So the average comparison is four to 13. Some key characteristics are compliant, regimented, dutiful, role-defined, uh, absolute, I don't know how to say that word, disciplined, traditional, and they have strong values. Also known as child souls, these people seek to make meaning, order, and stability out of the chaotic and uncertain nature of life. Perceived by others, Pers- that works too but perceived by other people as being clean modest and rigid child souls tend to be very conservative religious and rule bound the child's soul's beliefs and senses of self are defined by their culture and traditional moral or religious system next one is young souls their primary focus being independent and lessons to be learned being personal advancement free will and personal achievement they are, con- their age comparison is 13 to 29 years old, and their key characteristics are ambitious, competitive, innovative, material gain, enterprising, uh, freedom, they need freedom, individualism, self centered, and self expressive. Also known as teenage souls, these people. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking teenagers. These people often live by the maxim, uh, maxim my way or the highway. The teenage soul, similar to an adolescent, seeks independence, social status, and marital material gain. Marital gain? No, material gain. Essentially, these people are agents of change and are responsible for many of the greatest advancements in the world. Driven and extremely focused, teenage souls tend to be workaholics. The next one is mature souls, their primary focus being interpersonal harmony and lessons to be learned being empathy, psychological stability, in, uh, interdependence, self-awareness, and relationships. The age comparison is 29 to 55 and key characteristics are sensitive, inquisitive, neurotic, diplomatic, introspective, uh, egalitarian, and cooperative. Also known as adult souls, these people enter life seeking interpersonal and psychological harmony. Adult souls are often perceived as being neurotic, but caring. Focusing on the inner world, these people often struggle with the complexities and subtleties of life. The mature soul is liberal, relationship-oriented, and visionary. Life is no longer about survival, role-filling, or material gain for the adult soul, but about understanding, empathy, and camaraderie. This one is the second to last. So the next one is old souls. Primary focus being spiritual fulfillment and lessons to be learned. Non-attachment, autonomy, wise counsel, and spiritual awareness. Age comparison being 56 plus years old. Key characteristics are solitary, spiritual, detached, philosophical, humanitarian, tired, unmotivated, and empathetic. Right at the end of uh, reincarnational cycle comes the old soul. Having already experienced the previous four stages of existence, the old soul has a well-rounded knowledge of society, relationships, and the world at large. At this point, the old soul finds day-to-day life very uninteresting and a little can can surprise or compromise their self-assurance. Relaxed and philosophical about life, old souls radiate depth, calmness and wisdom the old souls focus on self-actualization and self-fulfillment to the old soul life is an interconnected tapestry one of which they strive to become one with and the last one is elder souls elder souls are the completion of the soul age cycle an elder soul is an awakening awakened being who has gone through a spiritual awakening and reunited with the embodied his or her true divine nature. In our society, we often refer to elder souls as enlightened or spiritual masters. And that was the last one. Which I think is All I could think, really interesting.
2: I think it's interesting as well, although I have like two caveats. One being... At the point of being so obsessed with, like, psychology, I'm just like, how would you know that you're, how would you know it's your soul and not your trauma talking?
1: Right. And I
2: don't mean that necessarily, I mean, like, dead serious, like, some people don't grow up because of their trauma and it's not your soul. Right. So, like, first, how would you differentiate that? How would a person know? But also, I will also say this. This is one thing that kind of makes me feel, I feel like if somebody, if if somebody calls themselves an old school old soul, you need to be skeptical, because it definitely feels like a lot of, like, quote-unquote spiritual hippie types, like, everybody wants to be an old soul. Right. Listening to that made me, not that I thought that, but it did make me humble myself, because I was like, okay, if I am, a, 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 if I've reincarnated a few times, I know where I am. Right. It's definitely not old. Do no. Like, i I'm not so egotistical that I'm like, well, of course I'm an old soul, because I'm spiritual. (laughs) And I kind of feel like so many people consider themselves an old soul, and it's just like, we know you ain't.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, reading through them, I was like, I know I'm not that old, but I don't think I'm in, like, the infant or the the baby stage.
2: No. I definitely feel like a teenage soul. (laughs) I was going to say... I I, won't necessarily say mature because I don't necessarily want to harbor relationships right now yet in my life. So I'm like,
1: hmm. Hmm. (laughs) I was reading through it and I I got to like the mature soul one with the psychological stability and I was like, yeah.
2: (laughs) But uh, but honestly, that's what made me think. I was like, how do you know it's your soul, not your trauma talking? Right. Because I definitely feel that way because I have trauma. (laughs) (laughs) But, well, because, and it also made me think, am I a teenage soul, or do I feel like I need autonomy because I have trauma?
1: Right. (laughs) Big questions.
2: Like, at what point do you think you know is more, it's not like it's, like, I want to sit here and be like, it's all wrong. It's more like, at what point do you think you know, like, you know, (laughs) I definitely feel like that's something you might not know until you're old, right? Because then you're gonna know like what ways you didn't change, I guess. <laughs> like what stuck with you, I suppose. Because if you're if you're a child soul in a way, you're always gonna be like naive, like a child. So even when you're old, you're still gonna be that way. In a way. Right. I have met old people that way. Yeah. So I don't think it's weird. But I think that's, to me, that's, like, important. Like, what are you going to carry with you until the end? Because it's part of your soul.
1: One thing thing that I didn't find, and I thought that was it, but obviously it's not. Which, that was interesting. But one thing I kind of wish I had found was, like, how many lifetimes does it, like, in comparison... Yeah. Does it make you an old soul? Like how many times do you have to reincarnate? Or is it yeah. subjective? Subjective right. to how well you learned your last lessons.
2: Right. How much karma you're carrying.
1: Right. What have you. Stuff like that. It's still interesting. Either way. Yeah. Speaking of past life. It makes though, me want to look at stuff. Yeah. <laughs> It makes me want to look at look up stuff and take all the tests and you know find a psychic yeah. who will do past life regressions with me. <laughs> but
2: I'm so kind of scared. I kind of don't want to do anything serious because I don't want to know in a way. <laughs>
1: but I do. Yeah. Well, I. It's not so,
2: like I'm afraid of like bad news.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh. I was going to talk about this, but you remember the the one that I was telling you about when I just did my past life regression not too long ago, and I had another one? I feel like if it's really, really, really bad and there's no reason for you to know it, like your past self will kind of keep you away from it, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I kind of feel like spirit may step in. Yeah, and say, no. no, no, that's not for you. You don't need to know about that.
2: They do say that happens a lot I've gotten a lot of that for like shadow work stuff That your spirit will just pull out You'll be like no it's Not today
1: Not today This is not the key Yeah because Well I was going to talk about the I can only remember the two right now But I feel like I've had more Yeah Anyway I know I talked about like the um, the Victorian one or the 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 England one that I had when we were doing the meditation episode. I talked about that. Right. I remember. You remember. But I wanted to talk about the um, the one where like I was just on the couch and maybe it's because I'm in Japan right now. Maybe it's because I'm not in Japan. Point being. <laughs> Is I did this past life meditation, and um, the and the the carnation that I met her name was Yumiko. And when I got there, there was an old lady and a young like a young girl sitting at a at a table, and they were making mochi together, which is super cute. They were doing the rolling part. Rolling everything up and putting everything aside And then The the older version Well the older of the young The older of the young girl and the younger Of the old woman If that makes sense The middle version <laughs> She was the only one Who like noticed me Because she got up from the table And like came over to greet me She didn't say anything like Talking wise She didn't open her mouth But she was, she got up to greet me and I don't really remember too much of it. I just remember that like there was one part that I started to go into like a memory and she pulled me out of it. She was basically like, no, this isn't for you. That's too much trauma. You don't need to be in there because like bad stuff had happened to her specifically. And like when she pulled me back out, she was just kind of standing there, smiling sadly. And then I woke up after that. It was cool though. I like her. Jeez. I like her name. But that's just me. It's nice. I'm kind of like, if y'all don't realize yet, I'm kind of a little bit of a Japanophile.
2: I mean, you are there.
1: It's fine. <laughs> Way it was an interesting meditation and I enjoyed it.
2: But that that was I have not done any past life meditations. I have done soulmate ones, but not necessarily specifically
1: past life ones. The soulmate meditations never work for me, so I stress I just stopped doing them. Like I That's come fair. I come out of them feeling worse, so I just stop doing them. That's <laughs> but that's what I have. What's your media?
2: Well, since I talked about Gemini, I thought I would talk about Twitches. Aww. Because they're twins.
1: This is such a good show. And that's
2: how that works. Yes. <laughs>
1: so
2: Twitches has Twitches has two movies. It was on the Disney Channel, if y'all remember. Back in the day, Disney Channel. (laughs) Back, back, back. They show it every Halloween. I've seen the second one a thousand times. And Twitches is about twin witches. Twitches. (laughs) In the Uh first movie, Uh I remember the first movie was when they found out they were witches. They didn't know. And then it was them getting along. And one of them had a sun necklace and one of them had a moon necklace, necklace, I'm pretty sure. Then the second movie was all about this, like, shadow entity villain that was going to come get them and, like, and just, I don't want to say kill. I actually don't think he was trying to kill them, but, Uh, I mean.
1: Ruin their day? I
2: think he was trying to steal their powers.
1: Right. As... This typical for a Disney movie about witches.
2: Right, and he was a he. <laughs> and Oh. Oh my god, Twitch just came out in O five and the second one came out in O seven. Jesus Christ. Oh wow. Right. And the twins they were twins and they didn't meet until they were twenty one. How do you live your whole life on when you have a twin? Goddamn.
1: With parenthood. Right. <laughs> I mean, and they were they 13, to, but whatever.
2: Right. And they have to come together and save um, their home and all the magical realm from the darkness because the, the, the evil wizard was Thanatos. Or Excuse me. There's no extra A. <laughs> whatever. They know what they did. And they have to come together and, you know, be twitches and save the world, which they do. Spoiler. <laughs> There's some infighting in the middle. I do remember that because I remember they were in a car. There was like almost a crash or whatever. I don't know why I remember that scene, but I do. <laughs> and it's starring T and Tamara Mowry, you know, from Sister Sister. Right. Sister. sister. Anyway. <laughs> Remember, the movie is like generic obviously they're twitches they're twins and witches they have to save the day this is definitely one of those movies that was for me one of those like I wanna do this I want this in my life like I wanna be a witch like everybody has that movie yeah this one was mine
1: mine was Practical Magic
2: (laughs) oh I wanna talk about that one too Because um, I also remember, like, oh, wow, they're black. Oh, yeah. And that, you know, that was important. Because it was this and it was Halloween Town. I swear, every Halloween I would watch them. When I did not miss them. Like, it wasn't Halloween if I didn't watch them. So... And I do remember the second one more than the first, because I think they played the second one more than the first, to be honest. I don't know why they would do that, but I think they did. And I remember, like, them having the... uh, There was a scene where they had the necklaces as, like, babies, and, like, they were, like, sort of magical, and then they got taken away from their world for, like, whatever reason, and then that's why they didn't meet until they were 21. I think they were separated.
1: Yeah, it had something to do with, like, their powers being stronger together, wasn't it? Or showing up when they were together? Something.
2: Something. It was definitely stronger. It was, like, definitely stronger when they were together type deal. Twitches. Twitches. There's nothing more more to say. Y'all should watch it. If you were a child and you were not around then, watch it.
1: Watch it. That's how we grew up. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what do you What do
1: you have? Okay. I don't want to read that whole synopsis, but I will. Well, I'm not gonna read the whole thing. You'll get the gist to begin with. Anyways, I'm talking about a dog's purpose, which is uh, directed by uh, Lace Lace. L-A-S-S-E Hallstrom And if you don't know what that is You will cry There's very I've always seen it once and I did cry I fucking cried like a baby I spent a whole night Crying on the couch to sad movies Because I was not in a Great mood Anyway <laughs> yeah. I think you walked out while I was crying on the couch at one point And you just walked back in your oh. room it was the. It was when we were still living, um, not in the Chula Vista part of Imperial Beach, but over by the ocean part of Imperial Beach. Mm-hmm. And I was on the couch, just yeah. Anyway, so uh, the basis is that in the in the 1950s, a feral Beagle German Shepherd Terrier mixed puppy wanders about life's wanders about life's true purpose. Weeks. Weeks later, he is caught by dog catchers, whisked away to the pound, and euthanized. The dog is reborn as a golden retriever puppy puppy in 1961, leaving his cage at a puppy mill. He is taken by two garbage men who plan to sell him. Left locked inside their pickup truck, he begins to die of heat stroke, but is rescued by a a kind-hearted mother and her eight-year-old son, Ethan Montgomery. They break the truck's window to bring him home, uh, naming him Bailey. Bailey and Ethan bond quickly, especially over the summer at Ethan's grandparents' farm and Bailey decides Ethan alone is his purpose. Years pass and after several attempts of advancing his job fails, Ethan's father has become an alcoholic. So point being, is this boy named Bailey and this dog, no, this dog named, (laughs) this dog named Bailey and this boy named (laughs) Ethan (laughs) Uh, like Become bonded And Bailey The whole point is that Bailey's a dog So you know dogs don't have huge, Like huge lifespans So you follow Bailey's progression Through his lifespan Like through his different lives He, I don't remember how he does As um Ethan's dog As the golden retriever pup don't remember how he dies, but he ends up dying, and then he gets reincarnated as, like, uh... I want to say he gets reincarnated as a corgi, and he gets reincarnated as all, as all these different dogs. And you follow him through his lifespan. Oh, man. Okay, wait, I'm going to stop. I'll, I'll, I'll finish finish that before I get to the German Shepherd part. So, the whole point is that he's, like... His, his purpose... Is to protect his human But his purpose Is to get back to Bailey Not Bailey, Ethan Is to get back to Ethan, what the fuck? <laughs> a spoiler alert, he does eventually Reincarnate as a dog that gets back to Ethan So, cute story Like he, His whole purpose is to make Ethan's life better And While he's with these other owners he also tries to make their life better. There's this one, it makes me so sad, it makes me cry every single time. But there's this one scene where he's a German Shepherd. And he's a German Shepherd uh, police dog. So he's already in the, the line of fire, like he's already in danger and his whole purpose while he's a German, while he's this police dog, is to be good. He wants to be good for his, uh, his handler. And, like, he just, he wants his handler to be happy. He wants to be good for him. He wants to not cause him any more trouble. He has his handler's, like, wife leaves and all those different things. And, spoiler alert, he dies. He dies. <laughs> And he dies protecting the officer because they were chasing after this one guy who was gonna throw this girl off a bridge. And he 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 jumps in front of the path of a bullet that was would have hit the officer. And the officer's sitting there, and he had he hadn't been a very like loving master, like he hadn't been a very loving owner for the dog at the time so he's like sitting there holding her because in this lifetime as the German Shepherd Bailey is a she and her name is Samantha and he's sitting there holding her and he's just fucking crying and I'm like no (laughs) why is it so sad when dogs die Literally, you will not come out of that movie without at least a tear on your cheek. At least one. A single straight tear.
2: But, like, it's sad in the way that, like, I want to keep watching.
1: Yeah, it's sad in a... In kind of, like, a hopeful way, I want to say.
2: I mean, but
1: you watch this dog die, like, 17 times. Yeah, you really do. Like, over and over <laughs> again. The corgi is just fed too much. The... Hold on, there's... Oh my god, okay. (laughs) At the end of the movie, when he comes back as another German shepherd, or, uh, no, a Saint Bernard, Ethan does recognize him. It takes him a while for Ethan to recognize him, but Bailey recognizes Ethan immediately. He's like, that's my boy. It is so fucking cute, oh my god. It's so fucking cute. I started crying when he, like, Saw Ethan, he was like, that's my boy That's Ethan, that's my boy And I was like, no <laughs> No, you just gave me Harry Potter flashbacks <laughs> My um. god <laughs> <laughs> Either way, go ahead, go watch it It came out uh, 2019 May 17, 2019 That's cool huh? It'll be an anniversary for it wow. Oh Oh, wait I lied. There, it didn't come out <laughs> that time. Uh, there's a sequel that came out, I guess, called A Dog's Journey that was released May 17, 2019. Okay. There was. There's a reason I didn't watch it because I fucking bawled my eyes out the first one. So the release date for this one was January 27, 2017. Oh. And I saw that it's Based on a book written by W. Bruce Cameron. So, I think I did know that it had been a book. But, of course, I'm not going to pick up this book that's going to make me bawl every time I open it up.
2: I also think I I I knew that, too.
1: (laughs) Either way, it's a good movie. Watch it once to say that you watched it. That's all you need to do. If
2: you like dogs, you'll
1: like it, but they he dies a lot. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like how Marley and Me was a movie about a dog, and nobody really realized, oh, yeah, dogs eventually die. <sighs> and then we got Girl, to the end, to and we all and fucking cried.
0: <laughs> Girl.
1: But this movie Girl. is way better than Marley and Me, and it will make you sob like a baby. That's it.
2: I mean,
1: I cried at Molly and me, so... I, I did, too. I did, too, I but I didn't cry quite as much, obviously, because it wasn't quite as sad.
2: No, this one was a lot cuter, which meant it was more sad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you have to off- offset the cuteness with the sadness. With depression? <laughs> yeah. But that's what I have.
2: I oh my So if you'd like to hear more from us and talk about past lives and phobias, (laughs) you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, just searching in Mixed Witches Podcast in the search bar. Or you could shoot us an email, mixedwitchespodcast at gmail.com.
1: You can also find us on Society6, which is also at Mixed Witches Podcast, or, you know, come on over to our website and, uh, uh, wait, hold on Our website name is MixedWitchesPodcast.Squarespace.com <laughs> it, You can come over and hang out the, the Listen to our episodes <laughs> Read a, yeah. read the FAQ p- page And if you want Tell us about your past lives That'd be cool Yeah, email us Email us questions, <laughs> tell us about your past life Are you a Gemini?
2: Let's, oh, are you a let Gemini? us know <laughs> Maybe I don't want to know <laughs>
1: No, I'm <laughs> Anyways, hope you guys got to learn a little about, a little bit about Gemini season, and a little bit about past lives, and you, the, uh, you guys learned a lot about our phobias. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. And uh, we hope to see you next week. Bye. Bye.
3: Our minds were getting faded Did not appreciate all that they created We're chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Thinking more, but doing less Keeping score, but failing at the test, y'all Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Chasing after that witch's brew You got nothing better to do Cause you're sailing down the easiest street again Damn! X marks the spot, or is it all? Getting hiding, feeling so low Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn slash yard chasing Jason after him. that which is